Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 788, February 10, 2022. It was 49 degrees was the high on this day in 1877, and it was 24 below in 1885. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Literally as we're coming on the air, it is breaking right now, around the noon hour on Feb 10, 2022. Both Minneapolis and St. Paul have lifted the vaccine or test mandate at the restaurants and bars. Oh, so it's over. Mm-hmm. Masks are still required. Okay. But it's it started January 19, uh, and there's been a significant decline in cases. It's not plausible that that was brought about by this mandate. Of course not. Uh, nationally, nationally. We learn Democrats across the country are scrambling to reverse course on COVID-19 restrictions as this year's midterm elections loom. With the notable exception of the White House, Democrats at every level are signaling their support for returning to normal as polls show Americans are weary of coronavirus restrictions, which Republican states have already done away with, or have largely done away with. Let me stop right there. You are, you are telling the American public, who you've been kicking around for two years, that your decisions are completely political in nature. Exactly. Which we all knew. But there's nothing scientific about this. No, no, Joe, you got to trust the science. we got to follow the science. Wait right. a minute, the elections are coming up. Hold up. Wait, Wait a minute. minute. <laughs> Something <laughs> ain't right. According to a recent poll by Monmouth University, 70% of Americans say it's time for the country to move on. And a decreasing number of Americans support COVID-related mandates. President Biden's approval ratings on handling COVID once a strength are also now underwater with 43% approving and 53% disapproving, according to the poll. I I found myself today thinking, based on that brief experience I had yesterday when I had an appointment and I walked in with a cloth mask (laughs) and was told, it's not the lady's fault, uh, was told, well, we don't really favor cloth masks, so uh, here's a paper one. Okay, I didn't. That was fine. But, you know, we were told that wearing a mask of any type (laughs) was better than not wearing a mask at all. Uh, We were also told not wearing a mask was A-OK, too. And now now cloth masks are discredited in favor of these. They can't cost more than two cents a piece, these paper ones. Let's face it. The paper mask mandate is also political. The whole thing is... It's it has been. It, okay, it has and that, been. So I was talking to Reavers before this show. How do you reconcile us getting shoved around for two years only to discover that virtually everything we've been told has been reversed or altered? How do you reconcile that with the fact that so many people did die from this disease? You, you can't just say, <clears throat> yes, uh, Reavers, you have our hand up. John, John's going to yell at me, so I'm going to preface that. John, just heads up, Okay. I already know what you're going to say, and I'm going to yell at you. Because we keep hearing the people that died from COVID and the people that died with COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, believe me, I was I uh, I have been sold on the idea that I don't want to get it. 
None of us do. But okay, the, it's it's real. The way it's been handled has been surreal. I will die on this hill. I will. That's fine. But John, do you disagree with what he said? I, I, I completely. Well, yeah. Tell but me, the tell other me why. Look, here, I'll let you go after I say this. Because I'm on the Reavers' side on this one, okay. Johnny. The, the other part of it is, I firmly believe, and I'm willing to be proven wrong. I firmly believe that every man, woman, and child on this planet has already had it at some point. Uh, I'm not going to jump on okay. that one. I'm but, just saying, uh, they probably will. After two years, it's it's it's. I I largely think it has been unavoidable for anyone. Okay, that has, Trump. Let uh, Johnny okay. talk. Well, well, then, okay. By that theory, then in 1918, you believe the same thing. Everybody had it. Probably had the Spanish flu. Probably. Well, well, I think history proves you wrong. We're, we're, we'll <laughs> we'll go. Are we by drifting? That. We're drifting. Yeah. Let yeah. me try to keep us on a starboard tack here. Good uh, luck. Is that left or right? I, I'm just. Uh, I'd be right. I, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm just continually amazed that yesterday at noon. It was very necessary to show a proof of vaccine or a test to enter a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Right. But today right. at noon, it's not. You're good. Right. Well, what, there's no science behind that. No. Is it pushback from people? Is it the Canadian truckers? Well, what about the lawsuit that they filed in Minneapolis? Did that have something to do with well, it? Well, they lost it. The judge didn't even hear it. Oh, that's it true. had nothing oh, to do with true. it. What about the numbers that we talked about yesterday that have gone down, what, 43% in the last two weeks? Don't you think that had something to do with it? Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, they just arbitrarily said, ah, we'll get rid of them now. Yeah, but John, do you think the numbers went down 43% because you had to show a card at a restaurant? Oh, of course not. Well, no. no. I, I no, think the numbers, the numbers going down, it's a natural evolution, isn't it? Yeah. And as long as that happens or continues, you're going to lose whatever things are out there to try and stop you from spreading. But this discussion right here is why I think a fair amount of people just simply don't believe what they've been told and haven't for some time. Uh, Does the group here believe that masks are, are, do we still all believe that masks are effective? I do not. You, you, you You go back to the best thing I heard about masks is if you can smell through it, it's, it's doing you no good. In other words, uh, with an airborne virus. In other yes. words, you know, if someone who said that did Giuliani say that, or no, did somebody no, I, else I, say I, that? I, somebody with credentials. Okay. But you shouldn't be able to smell anything with the right mask. Really? Yep. With an N95. I guess. Hmm. But in in St. Paul, Carter won't let go of that. He's going to still require masks indoor public places, publicly licensed places in St. Paul. You have to still wear your mask. I don't know what Fry's going to do. Well, early on, I, uh, I knew somebody, and then later on, we all have known somebody who is always masked, always diligent, um, always very careful, and have uh, also isolated. And they got the uh, they got the COVID. Yeah, they're going through it right now at a, at a house owned by the kid I used to have. Yeah, and I guarantee you, those people are very diligent. Yeah, and they're vaccinated, and uh, well, he's the kid that came up last year for Christmas and found a house to stay in by himself. I'm not kidding. I'm going to do that from now on for all gatherings. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we had to feed him outside. I'm not making any of this up. Did you throw him a plate under the jail cell? I would take a plate out. And Such, when they all come to my house, I'm going to go rent a house somewhere else for myself. (laughs) That kid is brilliant. It worked out that uh, one of the CP's relatives owns a 
a property in St. Paul, and, and she wasn't in town, so he just stayed there. But to defend that decision, that was back when we didn't know what we know now. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was still so much unknown back then, so I— you know, no one can question that decision because he obviously had his reasons. No, it was uh, almost a year. It was eight months in at least, wasn't it? It was Christmas. Well, I suppose. But yeah. still, there was still concern, don't you guys think? Because we didn't have vaccines yeah. by then. No, once again, right. once again, I'm, I'm, we're going to come about now and head up the port side. That's left. That's the left side. Uh, <laughs> come about. Can we all? I, I'm interested if John can be in agreement that you're, you don't find any political motivation for these sudden decisions. Uh, I would, yeah, I would definitely find some political motivation. All right. All right. Yes. No, yeah, that's not, uh, I don't think that's in question. But, and if that's the case, but well, don't th- you think originally there were political motivations, say, but, from the right? Uh, um, yes. In the whole thing? I mean, yeah, well, the, the vac- getting the ball rolling on the vaccine started with President Trump. You know, he, he was yeah. our guy. Uh, and the left. And that's how political but, it was and still is. The left said, yeah. no way, we're not taking anything. Well, and, and the right, starting with the president, said, don't wear a mask, you look like a wimp. So, right. you know. Right. Right. Jesus, everything's just all <laughs> over the map on this. Yeah. Oh, my God. But there's no question so, that we have been manipulated to a certain degree. So to, to what advantage of the people doing the mani- manipulating? If it's political. Control. Uh, you know, well, do you want me to get very dark? Yes, I, I do. I, please, I, I, yeah, that's why I ask. Oh, is this the Kardashian theory? No. Oh, darn it. <laughs> no. Oh, wait, that's our last show. I haven't refined the linking. It, it could be a task for historians in the future. But there has to be a link between the COVID and the cities closest to the country's tallest buildings falling, falling into a kind of dystopian atmosphere. Uh, I I haven't, you remember that COVID started before the death of George Floyd. Yes, it did. Mm -hmm. Months before. Two months. So so what's happened as a result of the death of George Floyd cannot completely be blamed just on that incident. What's happened to these cities has happened since the beginning of COVID. I haven't made the link yet. I haven't made the link yet. But the downward spiral, and I'm just going to use Minneapolis as an example, started way before COVID did. Well, now it, think, COVID now, may have accelerated it. Think of uh, when was the Super Bowl here? 2017, or sorry, uh, February of 2018. All right. When was the Final Four here? The following year. What the, year would that be? Help 2019. Me. 2019. April of 2019. I April believe. of 2019. I better double check. Hold on. See, I disagree with Chris. I think we were kind of maintaining we were on a, a plateau. Yeah, so I'm trying to, to get there. I'm trying to get there. It was 2019, April 2019. April 2019. One year later, there was signs of decline. That's before George Floyd. Mm-hmm. So somehow, and I'll have to go on a, a long walk on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. Somehow getting masked up, told not to gather, social distancing, had to play a role in, in what has happened to the cities of this country. No question. But I can't, I'm not there yet. I, I haven't been able to identify what the role is other than 
people become dispirited, people be, having become dispirited. And yeah. it, um, it was... We're not there. People being told what to do, and then that resulted in two different groups, people yes. that went along with it and believed it and bought into it, and people that did not. And that's where the really f- rapid breakdown, re- it really started rolling there. I, I want to take back what I said about Reavers being wrong. You, at the time, and through the teens, were working that's exactly downtown. Where I was going. Yep. You were working in a bar, and you increasingly, before the show, would not shut up <laughs> about the latest BS and nonsense that you had witnessed. And it seemed like every week you had another story about the deteriorating climate in the downtown Minneapolis. So, and that was before COVID. Yep. So I take back what I said earlier. No, that, and I, that's where I was going to explain myself because I started, I started working there part-time in 2015. But yeah. after Labor Day weekend of 2015, when they opened up this place, I yeah, knew the and guys it was very all, well. Uh, it was great. And A and it was, blues and parties. It was and fantastic. It was awesome. It was fun. Before work, <clears throat> after work, driving home, everything was fun. No that, issues. You know when it, you know when it turned? Sorry, Joe. Uh, whenever Weekend Prince died, that was the last, in my opinion, the last really great weekend in downtown Minneapolis. I can't make a Prince connection, but I would make this connection. As of April of 2019, when Minneapolis hosted the Final Four, mm-hmm. the city was rocking. I was there for the championship game. It, it was, was fantastic. Rocking. Vibrant. It was, yep. was fantastic. My dad and I went. My, I got my dad. Fran, retired deputy sheriff from Rice County, to go outside to a restaurant in downtown Minneapolis. It was fantastic. Fine. We had a blast. So, but and then COVID hit. The following year. January 1, let's call it, 2020. So six months later, yeah. COVID hits. And we watched it sweep hey, Europe it before it got here. And things were very dire. Uh, Asia, Europe, and all, all the, you know, before it got here. So COVID had a had a role as yet undefined. I have yet to define the role. Help me, newsman. But COVID as, had a role in these cities so rapidly falling apart. Well, it was the dire predictions, Joe. Remember, we were given travel papers. I still have because mine. nobody yeah, was right. going to be allowed to travel. That's right. I mean, that was serious. That really that messed me up. Yep. Then I'm going to have to show my papers at four in the morning when I'm going to work. And that's, I guess, why so, so many people were turned off initially is because it was the fear because fear can be very powerful. And it was. I, I was, you know, given. I knew I was going to die from this. I absolutely knew it. But how did it. the fear become the diminishing of the cafe society, for example, which virtually shut down because of COVID and then suddenly found itself having to remain shut down because of crime? And that's why. Because of crime. Because so many people didn't trust it because why was it okay? That I went into a Target with 10,000 people on a Saturday afternoon, but I couldn't take my family to 30 bales for lunch. What the hell was that all about? Or my kids couldn't play baseball that summer. Are you kidding me? And we were still seeing it right up until yesterday when you couldn't go into a restaurant. What did you can't? 
Today yeah. you can. But yeah. you couldn't yesterday. It wasn't safe. But you could drive to Hopkins and go to 30 Bales, no yeah. problem. What the hell is that? Exactly. Uh, my question is, was the fear and the closing of everything based in reality or was it an opportunity that they took? I don't think they're smart enough to take that opportunity to shut down the country and change the American way of life. I don't, I can't give them that much credit. No, but it certainly aided and abetted the mystery. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something shocking. The CP is tired of this BS. What? That's shocking to me. And she's been an adherent and a believer in everything. And does she still blame Trump? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. But <laughs> I just want to make sure she's okay. But no, but she's been uh, talking back and forth with the with the kids in, in Chicago, and they're warning her, "Don't come. We we might have it here." And she's saying, "Hell with it. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm done worrying about it." And you're encouraging her to go. Well, no, I'm 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 I even said, "Are you sure you want to go?" And and she is she's done with it. She's convinced she's had it. See. Okay. Uh, and she's vaccinated and masked up and. On my case in California, every time I didn't have a mask on entering a place, put your mask on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm playing golf. <laughs> I didn't have an on outside. Oh, okay. No. Yes, John. You look like you want to yell at me again. Go ahead. I don't know. Okay. I, I no. I have been looking up some stats though that well, never mind. It's no, a whole I want to hear part John, of the argument. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the I, part I of the argument I don't get Chris's thing about everybody, you know, uh uh, dying from a different cause, not from COVID. If that were true, our death rate wouldn't be any different, would it? What do you mean? Well, wouldn't the death rate have stayed the same through these two years? No, no, the death if, rate. If they're not dying from COVID. The death rate would stay the same, but I think if I can translate what Chris is saying, uh, you, high, you die of a heart attack, but you all, all, all also had COVID, so immediately COVID is to blame for the heart attack when and, and it's not the lifestyle the well, person then but i actually the, and the I, death rate should stay the same then yeah yeah absolutely well it hasn't well you know what the historians it, have to unearth the historians will have to unearth how many of the hundreds of thousands of deaths were were elderly people treated poorly in my estimation in in their senior living accommodation that's a great yeah. question yeah how many that were going to die anyway unfortunately so you're saying john that the the rise in the death rate is directly linked to covid well and you're not necessarily arguing the fact that he died of a heart attack but he also ps by the way had covid i think you okay well that's an example i you know I, I well, think let, probably let, somewhat rare. Let me help Kenny because I know somebody that went through that same situation. She yeah. uh, she did she did pass away, and she happened to have COVID. But but her death was listed as death from COVID. And okay. I know the family. They said she didn't die from COVID. Yeah. Now, but that's again, the way that's the way it was listed. Again, if we can believe what you guys are telling me, the death rate should not raise. Then we should have the same number of deaths we've always had in the U.S. In 2020, it went up 17% the mm -hmm. first year of COVID. Mm -hmm. Last year, we have no final figures, but they figure it's in the 20 percentage. Oh, you'll remember a question I asked at the beginning of the show. How do you reconcile uh, those deaths with finding such folly in the rulemaking? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the question. Yep. Because the deaths are real. The disease yeah. is horrible.
Mm-hmm. And they're extra, I don't mean extra deaths, but they're extra deaths they would not have occurred without COVID. I know what you're, I know yeah. what you're saying. Chris, John is right. I know what you're saying. Chris, you're right. John, you're right. <laughs> if you, if you, if I have, okay, we always used Kenny and I as examples because we had the heart thing when mm-hmm. this first started. Mm-hmm. So if I had gotten COVID, I would have been more susceptible to dying. Mm-hmm. If there were no vaccines at the time I got it, I mm-hmm. did get COVID, but then I'd already had the vaccines. Right. But if and I would I'm have assuming gotten, that helped, if I would have gotten COVID before the vaccines, COVID may have got me, but it was my lifestyle that really killed me. But without the COVID there, you'd have probably lived I'd another five be, years. You know? Yeah, or or two and a half. Okay, but yeah, two and yeah, a half years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right, John. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, I will go. I'm sorry, Ken. Go ahead. We're still not to the bottom of the restrictions, like Joe said. Yeah, that's the that's the. The one thing else. I would like to urge all listeners to do is, based on our last 20 minutes of, of conversation, send all of your emails to rookie at garagelogic.com. <laughs> I don't think we've said anything to unleash a firestorm. No, we've, all we've done is talk circles. Yeah, we're talking circles, yeah. and I have not solved the rhetorical question that I've been uh, playing with in my head, and that is. Why are the decline of American cities so closely associated with the time frame of COVID? Do you think, think this could was be all coincidence? Yeah, 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 maybe. I think it was all brewing underneath anyway, and it was a, just a good opportunity for the the young and dumb and uneducated to come out and start burning buildings down. Yeah. I mean, and then but when I mean, the Floyd look who's, thing happened. Boom, look who's yeah. running these cities. Yeah, terribly yeah. incompetent Morons. people. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I can't. We, I can't say that that's because of COVID. No, but, but and then when we bring that up, they get louder. And you always had said too from the outset, whether it's Walls or Fry or uh, Carter, whoever, they didn't ask for this. I know they did. True. No. However, their lack of how to deal with this proves their incompetence. Well, the only thing I'd say about that is, uh, they're being uh, unsure of themselves in handling it is manifested by the uh, frequent changes in mandates. In other words, as we said, yesterday at noon, I had to show a card to get in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Today, I don't. Nope. So I, I do find fault with, with, this, with this roaring inconsistency. And despite the John's... Hopkins study of uh, lockdowns not working, there are plenty of studies that can corroborate the contention of the economists in the so-called Johns Hopkins study that can demonstrate statistically that the lockdowns didn't mitigate death from COVID to a statistically significant degree. So the lockdowns essentially didn't work, and you've got quite a scientific basis to say masks haven't worked. I just learned yesterday... Not that cloth doesn't work. Nope. Put this one on. Okay. I was polite. Were okay. you going to bring up the thing I sent you earlier? Oh, children, are, uh, people in America under 18 have more of a chance of drowning than dying from COVID. That was a CDC That's report. That's from the CDC. I went to the CDC site. Four times more likely. Well, I have it right here. And I don't know, is this germane to anything? Well, we were talking about COVID. I thought you were going to bring that up. Sorry, if you were not planning on. For children ages 1 to 14, drowning is the second leading cause of unintentional death and after motor vehicle crashes. COVID doesn't make the list. COVID doesn't make the list. And that's why it makes people, I guess like me, angry when you see 
politicians unmasked at a classroom with 30 kids that have to wear their mask all day for eight, eight yeah. plus hours. That really makes me angry. They're all holding their breath, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, that's what they okay, do in L.A. Newsom. when they pose for pictures. Yeah, okay, Newsom. <laughs> oh, how great is that going to be, by the way, when we see all the unmasked at SoFi Stadium on Sunday? Oh, God. Uh, are, you, are you aware that the Department of Homeland Security has issued a warning for Super Bowl Sunday? I saw that. About uh, the possibility of a trucker convoy. Somehow interfer- interfering with. Oh, uh, I'm hearing Smokey and the Bandit music, so Kenny, aren't you? Eastbound and down. Oh, that would be spectacular. Hey, why don't you buy yourself a Super Bowl gift? What's that, Joe? It's an exciting day. Get out to EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, right on Highway 61. Take advantage of the lowest prices of the season on scooters and electric bikes. You buy it now, they'll store it for you until the good weather hits in April. Bentelli B1 electric bikes on sale for $15.99. Bentelli Easy Step Through electric bikes starting at $16.99. Fat Tire electric bicycles, I think that's going to be my next look, $19.99. And those Bentelli 49cc gas scooters, $14.99. They get 115 miles to gallons, and they uh, turn every urban errand into an adventure, and they're considered mopeds in Minnesota. So all you need is a driver's license or a moped permit to ride youth atvs and dirt bikes in stock scout 110 cc atv starting at 999 the trooper 125 atvs fully automatic with reverse 1299 it's just amazing you want to know something about these youth atvs they're equipped with a wireless kill switch for the parents oh wow yeah yeah Preseason sale while the selection is great great service great people Oh, I'd put I, my kid on it, and I would just let him go about 15 feet. Zap. Zoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when I was teaching one of the little punks. You had him on a leash. I had to tie a rope to that damn thing. <laughs> a battery-operated little yep. off-road vehicle she had, and I had I tied a rope to it and walked around and damn like her jerked a, her off the like seat every time a, she crashed into a tree. Like she's a tether ball. Right. <laughs> That's EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. It's Reavers here for Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk is what he's called around these parts. Josh has been an investment consultant since 1978. This extensive career has given him the experience needed to manage your money in both up and down markets. Josh provides independent, personalized investment planning to individuals and small businesses, including retirement plans. Josh has been doing this for quite some time, and the thing that separates him from the rest is he will always give you straight talk and never sugarcoated advice. When you invest for yourself or for your small business with Josh, you get the same straight talk that you would expect from Mr. Money Talk. You also get an investment consultant who will work proactively with you to create a strategy that fits your goals. You can also hear him at the end of Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday with a full report. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. Or for more information, just visit his website, josharnoldinvestmentconsultant.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. All right, I think I got it. I will uh, cling to the belief that America's cities declined precipitously in the COVID timeline. I'm, I'm clinging to that. And so what I've been wrestling with is trying to find the specific COVID association with that decline. 
And it might be that the pandemic and its restrictions enabled or fomented a surrendering of our sense of our sense or our rights of of American cities only to discover that we essentially surrendered them the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings to a completely incompetent political class. Yeah. Well, I think you nailed it. I mean, think of who was run. You know, what's that little Care. guy's name? Uh, Philippe Cunningham. <laughs> Philippe for God's sake, was oh, do you want to hear from No, him? was was part of the cabal running Minneapolis during the height of what proved to be something this nation struggled to handle. Is it any wonder that it struggled to handle it, given the nature of who's running the cities closest to the country's tallest buildings? Two things the nation was struggling to handle. Not only the disease, Mm -hmm. but the George Floyd fall. The violence, the protests, the looting. The unrest that grew out of an essentially surrendered public and the incompetence and essential lawlessness of the politicians themselves by which i mean we are we are burdened by a political class that favors criminals over law abiding citizens yep That's that's as as good as I can do without going out on my walk on the service road of life. Speaking of that, in the pandemic, did you guys read the story of the mother in Georgia that faces prison time? Single mother of five. Why, might you ask? Is she uh, being threatened to go to prison? Why? She had the audacity to let her 14-year-old daughter babysit in the initial stages of the pandemic, and the youngest child was seen wandering in, in the neighborhood. So they called the police. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's how upside down this freaking world is right now. Uh, Bert has a great point. The the alleged food uh, fraudsters could not be happier to have had these shootings recently. Oh, to get them out of the news. It's such a distraction from their evil deeds. We're shooting bus drivers now, Joe. I want to return to the editorial yesterday by the... uh, Ethiopian-born woman who's lived in St. Paul virtually her whole life, and she wrote about uh, jargon that none of, none of us could understand. I've got two great, great emails on that. Uh, this is from Patrick. Close, but not quite there. Joe, you are so, so close in your assessment of the young Ethiopian, Ethiopian-American lady and her call for turning the intersectional volume up to 11. I do not recall the exact numbers, although I looked them up not too long ago. And well over 50% of all African Americans define themselves as middle or upper middle class. As a group, American blacks are in fact doing very well. They are in fact golfing, vacationing, and working much like all other Americans. Except for one group. Urban core blacks have been spectacularly unable to dig themselves out of the economic and cultural bomb crater left behind by the great society programs that ripped the inner cities apart. 
I think that all of that energy behind the anti-racism and intersectional nonsense is a result of a profound guilt experienced by middle-class, college-educated, progressive blacks and their allies. They need to explain why they are succeeding, but so many of their poorer brethren simply cannot. They dare not put their finger on the actual primary reason, the complete breakdown of the black urban family, because that is hard to solve. Uh, This guy might as well be reading a Kendall Qualls campaign paper. Much easier to blame is a hidden system of oppression and redefine things so that failure becomes success. Too much black crime? Redefine crime. Too few urban black graduates? Redefine education. In the end, it is simply digging the bomb crater deeper, but for now, it soothes their aching souls. On a separate note, in your discussion of why the cops didn't shoot at a white guy who fired at them, the simplest explanation is that they didn't have a clean shot. Maybe he was too far away. Maybe there were civilians nearby. Maybe they couldn't aim properly while they were running. Media yahoos and cultural pipsqueaks should have, we don't know that, tattooed on their wrists. Maybe they'd pause before pontificating. All right, and then another one from Don in Iowa. Joe, on yesterday's podcast, you asked why have race relations deteriorated in the last decade or so. On a positive Thursday, I would offer you a ray of hope to answer this question. The far left has finally discovered the power of supply and demand, which are core tenants to free markets. There is a huge demand for racism in America. However, there is a lack of supply. The far left has figured out how to create synthetic racism and thereby satisfy their demand for racism. The race hustlers saw business slowing in the last several decades, and business was sluggish for those who make a living out of racial relations. The left has come up with some fairly creative ways to create artificial racial tensions by allowing people to shirk any personal responsibility or accountability. The aforementioned race hustlers have received have revived a dying industry by discovering the power of the free markets. I knew the Mysterians would eventually buy into capitalism. I think that's a brilliant point. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant point. Did you see where Al Sharpton was admonished uh, on MSNBC because he spoke out against crime in New York? And the oh, author, how dare he! And the author of the 1619 Project, a New York Times columnist whose name escapes me, she lectured him that uh, he's just in favor of a carceral society, meaning that the guy who stole 12 steaks from Trader Joe's should not go to jail. You know. So again, what this this email is absolutely correct. Let's not call it crime. What should we call it? It's not crime. No. It's behavior motivated by circumstances. Well, uh, I believe it was a couple days ago, uh, the White House press secretary keeps sticking with the pandemic as a result of the rise in crime. Uh, She's continuing to go with that. Well, that's what they've doubled down on, Joe. That attitude was always there. But now... They've really doubled down on that, and, and they're forgiving all crimes so much to the, the the point where they don't acknowledge things like Antifa and the angry, violent side of BLM. But they do point a lot of picture, uh, a lot of fingers, and and probably rightfully so to um, right wing. Um, what are the words I'm looking for? The neo Nazi types, John. The right wing. Proud boys. Proud boys. Uh, thank you, and the extremists. They're quick to point out all those people while completely denying the bad folks on the left side of the aisle. Well, I think I have something. I I think I have something for us that's completely germane to what we're discussing uh, from Jeff. Joe, the Roseville School District superintendent has released this letter regarding the latest shootings in both Richfield and Minneapolis. 
Nowhere in the letter does it address the details of what actually happened in Richfield, and only half the story is given <coughs> Excuse me, on the unfortunate Minneapolis shooting. I feel it is leaders like this who are leading an entire city's future generation who are continuing to fan the flames of division. I intend to write her a letter regarding this. I'm sure it will do no good, but I thought if you brought it to your listeners, maybe she would hear from more than just me. I have attached the letter. I will leave you to draw your own conclusions. Good luck to us all. And Jeff lives in Roseville. Uh, this is dated yesterday. Good afternoon, Roseville area schools, families, and staff. February is off to a difficult start in our greater community. During a month when we should be focused on teaching and celebrating black history, American history, we are once again mourning the senseless loss of young black men to violence. We grieve with our colleagues in Richfield in District 287 for Jamari Rice, a 15-year-old student who was shot and killed last Tuesday in front of the school at South Education Center. Let me stop right there. What violence are you talking about, lady? <laughs> well, and we grieve along with so many in our community for Amir Locke, who was killed by a police officer last Wednesday after being startled awake in the middle of the night. Well, it wasn't the middle of the night. It was early in the morning. Amir's death continues to shine a light on the grim reality that institutionalized racism embedded in policies and procedures too often results in fatal outcomes for young black people, leaving moms and dads without their children and children without their parents. Let me stop right there. Uh, are you suggesting, uh, what, what is your name? Your name is Jenny Loke. Super. Are you suggesting, uh, Ms. Loke, that, that Jamari uh, Rice was killed as a result of institutionalized racism embedded in policies and procedures? Because that's not why he's dead. No. He's dead because rivals uh, who he had an argument with in some capacity dreadfully enough, shot him. Why are we so unwilling Let me to, finish the letter. to cite behavior? In Roseville area schools, we remain committed to providing an equitable education for all students. She's covering every base, isn't she? Mm -hmm. We remain committed to anti-racism and to calling out and changing racist policies and practices when we see them. This is work that we must do together and continue to do for all the sake of our students. Thank you for your support as we seek to build a community in which all people can thrive. There, there we go again with this admission that uh, I believe that some of you can't thrive. And that treats every person with dignity, humanity they deserve. I, I don't buy a word of this. Uh, this is very disingenuous. Uh, the death of, the unfortunate death of Jamari Rice has nothing to do with what she's talking about. And she's completely dismissing the complicated dynamics of what police go through when they're searching a warrant for murder. Mm -hmm. But she's, she's, she has to insist that we understand how woke she is and that she loves the word equity. And uh, lady, you're just, you couldn't be more wrong. Maybe you're a wonderful human being. Uh, uh, maybe you're a great super. But based on what you just wrote, I find it hard to believe that you're a superintendent who has any, any common sense whatsoever. None. That's the conclusion I'm drawing to this letter. I think the way to fix that is more spending on education. Good Lord, Jamari Rice, uh, terrible situation. But what Of did, course it is. What did, well, let me just say it. What did white people have to do with it? Because that's who she means by institutionalized racism embedded in policies and procedures. She, she said because white people 
uh, bring that about. And But what did that have to do with the death of Jamari Rice? They also like to throw firearms in there, too. Yeah. Because we want to blame the gun. We don't want to blame the behavior. Right. Well, the governor did the same thing with this case. Yeah. Yeah. And the death of Amir Locke was horrible and unfortunate. But you know what? The cops have a right to live. Not in the minds of some people. But to her, that was a, an act based on institutionalized racism embedded in policies and procedures. Mm. What procedure would you have, Ms. Loke, to arrest people on a, on a murder warrant? But what would you do? She would not be able to answer that. And, and, and believe me, I, I think policies probably will change, and if they need to, change them. At, at what cost, though? Well, when we had uh, Officer Pills on the show, mm-hmm. you know, he said no, none of those guys would have executed that search warrant had it been no knock. Or, excuse me, had it not been no knock. Right. Because they knew they were going into a hostile situation. To face a very deadly criminal who was wanted for murder. Mm-hmm. There's too many shootings yesterday to cover them all, but I did note that a school bus driver Unbelievable. was rushed to the hospital on Wednesday after being shot in the head in Minneapolis. 2.15 p.m., 37th Avenue and Girard Avenue North. At the scene, police say the driver had been shot in the head. The driver was taken to the hospital for treatment, but officials say the driver is expected to survive. There were young children on the bus at the time, but none were hurt. Those students who are believed to be under the age of 10 were taken home by police officers. Oh my God. I'm, aren't you tired of it, man? I am. I'm, there uh, were two shootings on 94 in yeah. Lower Brooklyn Center yeah. earlier in the yeah. week on the freeway. Yeah. On the freeway. Uh, you, Where's the outrage for it? that? Where's the outrage for that? Kenny, have you seen the video? I believe it's from Miami. Guy is driving and he has a, I don't know what kind of camera you call it, but it's an interior camera that's focused on him. And So I don't know if he's an Uber driver. I have no idea. Car comes up beside him and throws a full-sized soda can at him, right? Mm -hmm. And it must have been full because it made a loud thud. He pulls the gun out of his middle console and starts firing at basically anything near him. Through his windshield. Through his windshield, through the side window. I've seen that. What in the hell? That was last week. Yeah. I got a great note from our friend Zip. He says, I'm an episode or two behind, and you may have talked through this already. But the U.S. attorney's decision to ask for less time for the murder arson is getting national attention. Here's my idea, a different way, a different way to go after Ellison on this. If the U.S. attorney's office can argue for a lesser time for what was an unintentional event that caused a death, how can Ellison do the opposite, ask for more time for Kim Potter? The U.S. attorney is asking for a downward departure for the pawn shop fatal fire got accepted by the courts, which Mitch McConnell is smartly using to put Andy Luger on record against it. If that was acceptable, where is the justification for Ellison to do the opposite, to ask for more time for what also was an unintentional act? It is extremely rare for any U.S. attorney's office to ever ask for a sentence less than guidelines. In this case, the reason for the request was a clear outlier. It would seem the Fed's decision should or could be used to challenge Ellison on this. Uh, I wish. I wish. That's a very good point. We're going to take the kid who started a pawn shop on fire and uh, that resulted in a death. Mm-hmm. And we're going to downward depart on his sentence. But we're going to make an example out of Kim, uh, Kim Potter, who also experienced what was undeniably an unintentional death.
why should the departure be upward for her? Because she's a police officer? Yes. Yep, that's exactly why. It's all part of the moral and ethical decline, as you've been saying for years. Man, alive. And it's really steamrolled now. Wow. It's bowling over the entire country. Joe, if I may, uh, you talked about that case with the, the McConnell remarks. Yeah. You, you think he did that to get Luger on the record about it? Is that because I couldn't figure out what, why he did it? Because Luger had no part in the sentencing. No, but he just wants to make sure that we're not going to elect somebody soft on crime or appoint somebody soft on crime. Uh, he, right. Luger had nothing to do with the sentencing, yeah, but he wants to, as an incoming uh, attorney for Minnesota, he wants to know uh, that you would not have done the downward departure. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, so you think that's why he I did think it. so. I think so. I didn't know if it was a mistake yeah. on McConnell's part or if. No, uh, I don't think so. If he. Uh, Let's come well, back with Johnny, that. shall we? Okay. We All can right. Do that. Mike Schoonover, the fender bender mender and proprietor and owner of Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview, is on the line there at County E and Lexington, the uh, only sponsor of Positive Thursday at GL. Hiya, Michael. Hey, Kenny. You had a positive Sunday. I saw a couple of photos of the heart screening event you guys had, and wowee, it looked like you had a full house. We did. It was a good day. Good. Uh, the, the folks down at the training house opened up their facility and gave it to us for the whole day. And uh, we had, uh, geez, I don't know, 60, 70 volunteers there and a whole bunch of parents and about 190 kids that we, wow. uh, we screened on Sunday. So wow. it was a good day. We found, uh, we found uh, uh, many kids with high blood pressure. We found kids that had uh, kind of some minor... Uh, minor issues with their hearts but then we saw we found two kids that had uh some issues that they're with their heart that they're going to have to uh address and um talked to a mom there that uh she went through the screen and her they were concerned that their daughter had a um, a pfo which is just a small hole in the heart and it was found out that uh she didn't and so they were relieved oh. that they don't have to worry about that so it was a good day it was a really good day Hey, you saved some lives. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's uh, that's you know that's uh, that's Patrick working. That's that's Patrick working his magic. So uh, so yeah, it was a really good day, and we 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 just are so thankful for the volunteers. And uh, KSTP showed up and uh, and and filmed us for a bit, and so that always helps as well. Okay, so, so I wasn't going to say anything, but. Uh, you look like uh, I don't know Cary Grant on film. I, I saw that that story, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not shy to, to tell you uh, you're a good-looking man, Mike Schoonover. Have you ever considered a career in acting, or maybe male model? I don't know. I wouldn't make any money out of Kenny. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think I would do uh, do well. So Speaking, thanks, thanks uh, though for the compliment. Yeah, it was half. It was half-hearted. Trust me, I, I didn't really mean it. Uh, speaking of full houses, though, uh, Kenny, have break, you been drinking? Uh, always, Mike. Always. Um, uh, full house. You're going to have a full parking lot here. Uh, come this time tomorrow, we're going to get some uh, rain and freezing snow, uh, and that means uh, people around the Twin Cities are going to go berserk and keep you guys busy for the next month or so. It's been a very busy week, uh, winter up at Schoonover, hasn't it? 
It has. So uh, if the if the roads are going to be uh, kind of crappy, I'd, I'd I'd strongly suggest for people to stay home because um, you're too you know, busy. We're, we're really busy. We got we're out about uh, six to eight weeks, and and uh, parts parts are just a bleeping nightmare right yeah, now. So that's what um, I'm hearing. Yep. It's crazy. So, uh, but you know what? If it does happen, we will, uh, we will, we will do our best, and we will, we will serve our uh, our fellow GLers well. Well, that's what I love about uh, using Schoonover Body Works. When I have an incident, uh, I couldn't care less because now it's Schoonover's problem. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for you, Kenny. Yeah, you guys take care of all of us, to, uh, all of us GLers. If you need glass service, oil changes, body works, I- I'm going to tell you what you do need. You need new tires, and you can get those at Schoonover Body Works and Glass. 80 years strong in Shoreview, always one of the best shops. Uh, SchoonoverBodyWorks.com, we love you. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. So, before we get to John, what is it that you guys are so interested in me hearing? Uh, I, I speak in hyperbole a lot. I use terms like young and dumb and the extreme ignorance and, and et cetera, et cetera. And we're trying to figure out what's, why what is happening in this country is okay with the younger generation. Somebody sent me this video of this young lady, I'm going to guess age 20, under 25, doing some kind of stream work thing. This is where she gets on a live feed, starts talking, and then people log in, start listening to her, and send her comments. You're not seeing the video. She's got blue hair. She's got what looks like around her eyes um, and down her cheeks um, sunburned. It's bright red with some kind of speckles on her upper cheeks. I don't know if they're stars painted on or makeup or what the hell it is. But 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 she's, you know, young and carefree. And I didn't last a full minute. I, I'm sure you won't last a full minute. But this is what I mean when I say young and dumb and extreme ignorance. She's just, she has no idea what she's talking about. Go ahead, Chris. And here they call them radical leftists. That, that's not right, guys. That, that's not how it works. Democrats and Republicans are not the same. They're not. They're not the same. No. Like Democrats AOC. are Republicans light. They like the status quo. They want to keep things the way they are. They don't want to, like, seize power and take control and institute a theocratic, um, you know, a... Uh, authoritarian regime like the Republicans do. So in that respect, I will take Democrats over Republicans any day. But they're not, you know, they're only marginally better. Diet Republicans, yeah. (laughs) Democrats only care about power? Dude, you are living in an alternate space. You're living in some other universe. That is not true. Democrats don't know how to hang on to power or seize it or do anything when they have it. So... No. Okay. <laughs> Not even close. Okay. Now, do you understand the ignorance that we're dealing with, Such, and why what is happening in this country to many people is okay? They are completely clueless. The status quo is evil? Yeah. The status quo is what keeps the country running. The Democrats talking to the Republicans, getting things done. It, the far right and the far left is getting us nowhere. 
No, but my, my reaction to that is there's thousands of morons like her speaking into this vast oh, echo chamber. millions. Right, millions. However. And that's why what is happening in the world, country right now, is happening. And, and it's why everything, why, why they think it's okay. And the thousands of people like her are going to the booth and yes, voting for. and voting, Such. <laughs> and here's, and the, here's not, the, oh, go I'm sorry. Ken. And they're not voting for what they call the status quo. The Democrats and Republicans are almost the same. They're voting far left or far right. Right. And what's really, when I hear that, I'm, and I saw the video of her, so I know exactly what she looks like. But what I'm picturing then, too, is, okay, you want to be mad at the, the big evil corporations. And meanwhile, the pandemic is basically killing every small business in this country. And, oh, by the way, hold on. After I'm with my outrage, i got to place my Amazon order. <laughs> Such does the uh, house divided phrase work in this situation cannot stand is that what we're saying right 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 here's john a but i mean you you know i I, I place i give this woman no weight whatsoever for being an opinion maker no but but joe there are there are hundreds of people like her that are TikTok stars. No, there's millions, as you said. Well, but I'm, I'm just saying that there. she does probably have a platform that a lot of people listen to. Well, okay, here's John. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to acknowledge that that's what we're dealing right, with. Right, I do acknowledge it. Here's John's heights. <laughs> Thanks, Joe Sushir. <laughs> Thanks, Clem. The, the, uh, we talked about the, uh, oh, by the way, this was brought to you by Everest Men's Health. Uh, we did talk about the bus driver that uh, got shot. He is expected to recover. The Minneapolis Public Schools are releasing a statement in response to that shooting, as well as a separate shooting in which a student was shot. That shooting is suspected or that reference is expected to be in reference to one person being critically injured after he was shot in the Willard Hay neighborhood of Minneapolis Wednesday afternoon. A city spokesperson said the shooting happened around 1230 near North Penn Avenue and Golden Valley Road. A suspect did run away from the scene. The victim was taken to the hospital in what a spokesperson said was extreme critical condition. Police have not announced any arrests and they didn't provide any details on the shooting victim's age. Public schools in Minneapolis said Wednesday evening that one of its students had been shot but did not specify where that incident took place. So here's my thought. Was this bus driver targeted or was this just completely random? I don't know. We don't know. The reason I ask that is a lot of times what we're seeing with the carjackings and with things like this, it's part of initiation. Oh, good Lord. That's... Really? Yes. New details are emerging regarding that snowmobile crash involving two state senators in Scandia Valley Township. We now find uh, that apparently uh, the John uh, Jasinski's snowmobile was clipped. Uh, he had clipped, excuse me, his snowmobile clipped the back of a DNR officer's snowmobile, and that's what oh, led to the crash. Jesus. Reports also indicate that Senator Mark Johnson, who was following Jasinski, struck his snowmobile and came to a stop on top of him. Jasinski expected to make a full recovery, but suffered three broken ribs, a broken pelvis, and fractured vertebrae as a result of the crash. DNR Enforcement Officer Chief Rod Smith was leading a group of about 75 riders on snowmobiles from Craigens on Gull Lake to Castaway's Restaurant as part of the 2022 Minnesota United Snowmobiles Association Winter Rendezvous Annual VIP ride when he approached an unmarked 90-degree left turn. Smith slowed to make the turn, then felt an impact on the rear of his snowmobile, according to the report. You see that happening a lot in parades when there's a big group of guys doing runs like that. That's, that's too bad. Damn. 
Hennepin County Sheriff David Hutchinson has agreed to reimburse the county for that vehicle that was destroyed while he was driving under the influence of alcohol. That's nice of him. The uh, 41-year-old Hutchinson will pay $47,711.69 for the vehicle, according to an agreement signed by the sheriff this week. The county will deduct 250 bucks from his biweekly paycheck starting February 18th, and when he no longer works for the county, payments will be $500 a month until paid in full. The original value of that 2021 Ford Explorer was a little over 67000 After the crash, it was determined it was a total loss, according to the agreement. The sheriff's office paid twenty-two grand toward a future replacement of the vehicle before the crash, and the remaining replacement cost plus towing and storage fees is what Hutchinson owes. The Senate's top Republican said Wednesday, and we talked a little bit about this just moments ago, he's holding up the confirmation process for President Biden's nominee as Minnesota's next U.S. attorney. Kentucky Senator Mitch McConnell wrote to Andrew Luger this week detailing his concerns over last month's sentencing of 26-year-old Montez Lee Jr., who was given a sentence of 10 years below the maximum for setting that deadly Lake Street fire during the unrest that followed George Floyd's killing by a Minneapolis police officer well, in Let's make an example out of Kim Potter. Now, Luger, uh, who served as U.S. attorney for Minnesota under President Obama, uh, didn't play a role in the sentencing of Lee. And in the letter, McConnell said, I just had to place a hold on a nominee to be U.S. attorney for Minnesota because the person who recently acted in that job recommended an unusually soft sentence below the maximum guideline to a convicted fatal arsonist because the arsonist was taking time, uh, taking part, excuse me, in a far-left political ride. At the time, I'll need written assurances that the nominee to succeed this person will not continue this jaw-dropping practice and lessen criminal sentences so long as political violence they commit happens to be left wing. Well, how about, I think McConnell would have been better to say, regardless of who commits the violence. Yeah, yeah. But I don't blame him for writing that's, the letter. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. That didn't occur to me. Uh, consumer prices surged more than expected over the past 12 months, indicating a worsening outlook for inflation and cementing the likelihood of substantial interest rate hikes this year. The Consumer Price Index for January, which measures the costs of dozens of everyday consumer goods, rose 7.5% compared with a year ago, according to the Labor Department. That compared with the Dow Jones estimates of 7.2%. It was the highest reading since February 1982. On a percentage basis, fuel oil rose the most in January, surging 9.5% as part of a 46.5 year-over-year increase. Energy costs overall were up 0.9% for the month and 27% for the year. A separate report this morning showed a better-than-expected job report. Weekly jobless claims totaling 223,000 for the week, a decline of 16,000 from the previous week and below the 230,000 estimate. It's always fun opening up that Excel bill these days, isn't Boy, it, it's, boys? It's, it's a, a couple of the kids I used to have have told me about their bills, and they're just outrageous. Yeah. I'm paying $600 a month for LP. Really? Wow. Yeah. wow. Holy moly. Yeah. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she's ex, uh, she expected Democrats to reach consensus on restricting stock trading by members of Congress. Oh, <laughs> Called for new rules for federal judges as proposals <laughs> competed for bipartisan support. Republicans have shown some interest in new rules, even though some rank-and-file GOP lawmakers are balking. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is considering backing new limits on lawmaker stock ownership, according to an aide. Mitch McConnell, who said he holds his investments in a mutual fund, advises colleagues to do the same and need, said he would need to examine the issue. 
The developments come amid greater scrutiny of trading by top government figures. Late last year, the Federal Reserve imposed restrictions on senior officials in a bid to address a stock trading controversy that prompted the resignation of two Reserve Bank presidents. Also, a Wall Street Journal investigative series found that more than 100 federal judges violated federal law by hearing lawsuits involving companies in which they reported owning oh stock. Sleep unbelievable. Good Meanwhile, <laughs> wow. Nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> the National Archives and Records Administration discovered what it thinks is classified info in those documents that Donald Trump had taken with him from the White House as he left office. The discovery, which occurred after Trump returned 15 boxes of documents to the government last month, prompted the National Archives to reach out to the Justice Department for guidance. The department told the National Archives to have its inspector general examine the matter. It's unclear what the inspector general has done since, in particular, whether the inspector general has referred the matter to the Justice Department. If the former president was found to have taken materials with him that were still classified at the time he left, he could be prosecuted, but... Those in the know say the Department of Justice may not want to take on that case now in that it could be seen as a political move by a Democratic appointment. Are these the files he didn't flush down the toilet? That's the ones he did not flush down oh, okay. the toilet, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which ones were? I don't know, but they got the plunger out there quite a bit. I guess he was <laughs> he was stopping up that toilet with something. The Roto-Rooter guy yeah. was out there every day? He denies it, of course. He says that's fake news, but fake I don't know news. why something so... Uh, uh, so uh, unseemly would have been said if it wasn't true. Uh, politicians, uh, you know, we we go round and round about this. I, I don't really think we should be playing sound bites of politicians making errors, making mistakes, that oh, kind of I thing. Love it. Yeah. I, I, well, I do if it's funny. Yeah. Sometimes it's not funny. Yesterday, uh, did you guys see old Marge? Didn't see old Marge, huh? Who's Marjorie Marge? Taylor Green? No. Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh, what did she do? She was on OAN complaining that Nancy Pelosi was investigating members of Congress. Uh, and she said to Pelosi that Pel- or she said Pelosi was using her uh, her police, the gazpacho, to investigate. Gazpacho. Gazpacho Gis- soup. Gazpacho yeah. is a cold soup. Yeah. It's soup. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Nikki soup. She's, so she's yeah. using so 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 Pelosi's using cold soup to uh, cold soup police, to run the pl- Capitol Police. Gazpacho police. Gaspacho. I mean, I'm I'm more than willing to get on board with anything against Pelosi, but not the cold soup bandwagon. No, no. The uh, uh, now obviously I, I'm assuming anyway. Obviously, she meant Gestapo. Right. Yeah, I, of course yeah, she Pelosi's Gestapo. That's not as good of a soup, by the way. No, uh, Gestapo soup, n- not good. <laughs> Needless to say, uh, social media. By the, uh, can you find that audio? Oh, sure, I have it right here. And oh. Congress later impeached the former president for inciting an erection. No. I want find Marjorie Taylor Green Gazpacho. I'm going to get an email. All right, keep it's going, John. Pretty, pretty easy to find. It's, yeah. it's everywhere. Uh, Dolly Parton continues to be an amazing human being. Dollywood Parks and Resorts, based in Tennessee, says it will cover fees for any employee that wants to earn a degree. Complete fees for any employee. I'm sorry, I just found it. I was listening to it in queue. All right, let's hear it. Sorry, John, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. No, I told Not you. Not only do we have the DC jail, which is the DC gulag, but now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police <laughs> spying on members of Congress, spying on the legislative work that we do, spying on our staff, and spying on American citizens. Oh, that- shut up, you oh. battle axe. 
Gazpacho police. <laughs> and I'm no s- Pelosi fan, I, believe me. I gotta oh, save But I'm one. saving my gazpacho. Yep. Oh. You guys ever had gazpacho? No, no I don't. Think I don't. I don't, do I don't cold like cold soup. soup. I, yeah, I'm not a I, fan. I have tasted it, but it, it reminded me of eating salsa. You know, it seemed like I was oh, eating dreadful. salsa because it's just vegetables and yeah. a broth. Uh, anyway, uh, Dolly's going to pay all the Dollywood employees' uh, colleges. She's college a sweet from, gal. Yes, she, she is. really is. She really is. And that would start from day one of employment. So, boy, you got to like that. Boy, she's a kind-hearted soul. Yep. Block eight of the bridge between Canada and Detroit by protesters demanding that end to Canada's COVID-19 restrictions forced the shutdown yesterday of a Ford plant and began to have some broader implications for the North American auto industry. Prime Minister Trudeau, meanwhile, stood firm against any easing of those restrictions. Because he just simply won't give up, right? That's what this is all about. (laughs) It's a big you-know-what contest. Shortages due to the blockade also forced GM to cancel the second shift of the day at its midsize SUV factory near Lansing, Michigan. Spokesman Dan Flores said it was expected to restart Thursday morning and no additional impact was expected. Later Wednesday, Toyota spokesman Scott Vizine said the company will not be able to manufacture anything at three Canadian plants for the rest of this week because of parts shortages. Statement attributed to the problem attributed the problem to supply chain, weather, and pandemic-related challenges. The shutdown uh, shutdowns came just two days after the blockade began on Monday. By the way, John, did you see the story where we arrested a 78-year-old man because he honked his horn in support of the truckers not, in Ottawa? I did not see that. Yeah, really. Yeah. Speaking of upside, proof of that, Chris. Yes, I saw it. Because that sounds like something made up. No, it was a Reuters piece that I read this oh, morning. All right. A mayor in Ohio suggested during a city council discussion on ice fishing safety that the winter activity. <laughs> Did you get, could, do you have sound? I don't. Oh, I, don't I, was, I saw your tweet, Ken. I'll, Chris, I'll yeah, up. call I'll up my it. Twitter. I tweeted out the uh, sound. This is Such, what? You're going to love this. Keep going, John. The mayor said uh, ice fishing could lead to prostitution. Really? Hudson Mayor. Hudson Again, mayor it's Frank too sh- cold. <laughs> I don't know how it works. <laughs> Hudson Mayor Craig Schubert made the remarks during a Tuesday evening city council meeting. Council members were talking about whether ice fishing should be allowed at Hudson Springs Park due to liability purposes. Well, uh, you know what? We have a soundbite, so I won't quote him. Here, ice I fishing. Got it. Additionally, okay. if you open this up to ice fishing, while on the surface it sounds good, then what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, I want an ice shanty huh? on Hudson hmm. Springs Park for X amount of time? And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem, prostitution. And now you've got the police chief and the police department involved. Wait a minute. Hold up. Just data points to consider. Yep. There this are, island flip over. There's so many. The video is so awesome. First of all, his timing is perfect. I got to hand it to him. <laughs> yeah. His pacing is because he made us wait for it. It's going to lead to dot, 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 dot. But the guy sitting next to him. The guy sitting next to him does a double take, looks at him, and then looks away. And you can tell he's really biting his tongue. He really wants to say something. I must be terribly naive. Is that a big problem in the world of ice fishing? I've never heard of uh, prostitutes Me neither. That, that work the little villages. I'm going to come up there to the Lake and work those villages. Here's Blah. the deal with, with these little uh, villages that get set up. You can't get a moment's peace because somebody's always knocking on your door, driving by, yeah. doing this. And 
as far as I know, GLers, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe the rule has changed. You're not allowed to lock your fish house door from the inside. Hmm. The hmm. warden has to be able to go, warden, and open the door. Okay. So are, you want to get caught in the middle of cannon apricots no. with the uh, local good girl <laughs> no. when the warden shows no. up? This uh, fish or house the wife? is rocking. Or yeah. the neighbor and his wife? No, or the I don't kids, want any part the of nephews, it. the may grandkids? I, may I offer a drastic turn of... Uh, oh, but I had a good line. I don't care. Okay. Uh, may I, may I inter, uh, offer a drastic, a drastic change of topic? Are yes. you aware of Nathan Chen winning the gold medal in the freestyle? Vaguely. Well, it was last night at about 11.15. I only know because I was told about it this morning and watched a video of his performance, which was truly outstanding. Truly outstanding. Okay. Well, how great was it for him to do that in that hellhole? He's born in Salt Lake City, Utah, to Chinese immigrant parents, Zedong Chen and Hedy Wang. They originated from Leibin, Gangzi, and Beijing, respectively. Wow. And he's an American. He was born in Salt Lake City, and he wins the gold in that rotten hellhole of a country. Wow. I had to be a thrill for him. Are they going to let him leave? He did it to uh, Elton, El, Elwood, Elton John's uh, Rocket Man. Well, that's cool. He just put on one hell of a show. Kenny, I'm looking through terms of ice fishing, uh, ice fishing terms for maybe a, a, a nickname for the ladies of the night that visit the uh, the ice ice shanties. What, yeah. what would you suggest? Uh, I don't have anything, but I have to. Did you see what I wrote in my tweet? Read. No, I Remem- didn't. Remember the movie Fargo? <laughs> yeah, sure. The yeah. two young girls that were yeah. the prostitutes. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He had oh, a yeah. funny looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> GLers, uh, look up that video of Nathan Chen if you're interested. It was, I wouldn't uh, recommend it if it wasn't so extraordinary. That's cool. I, yeah. uh, you know what? I, I have a confession. Mm-hmm. I have not seen one second. You're not missing much. This year. My it's wife a very, has uh, been dystopian glued. look there. Uh, I, no. I'm sorry. I love it. The I half love pipes Olympics. in an industrial complex where you see the cooling towers, what appear to be <laughs> the cooling towers for either a functioning or non-functioning nuclear plant. I thought... It was it, is it Tarico? Is he the one hosting it? I yeah. it, no, well, it wouldn't have been him, but somebody did point out. I think it's non-functioning, okay, hmm. because of the proximity. It's just the ugliest Olympics I've ever seen in my life. The aesthetics are horrible. And by the way, there's not one flake of real snow. Their ratings are garbage. Oh, it's a, why did that country even get to have the curling? Uh, has really kept me enthralled. Yeah. I, I haven't seen one minute fun, of curling. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it. But. Tip up: uh, a device used to suspend bait through the hole and detect when a fish strikes can. Like that's yeah. yeah. We've got some tippers. That's what we could use for tippers, ladies of the night. John. Some tippers, tip uppers. Uh, yes, Joe. I John. understand. I'll move. I'll move along yeah. here, or or am I done? Oh, I'll move along. Okay. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of sports, some kind of disconnect Bobber here. Girls. The, the NFL. <laughs> NFL's 272 regular season games averaged a lot of viewers this year, up 10% over 2020, and the league's highest average. This is the league's highest average since 2015. Leeches. But but shiners. A new poll says a large number. (laughs) Grubs. But a new uh, poll says a large number of Republicans have soured on the league and are expressing disapproval of its efforts to improve the treatment of black players. All of this comes from a new poll done by the Los Angeles Times and SurveyMonkey. 
The poll, uh, the groups who say they are now lesser fans of the NFL is disproportionately Republican, according to the poll. Nearly half of those who identified themselves as Republicans or independents who leaned to the GOP said their interest in f- as fans had declined over the last five years. Republicans were also significantly more likely to express disappro- uh, disapproval of the league's efforts to show respect to black players and promote black and other minority candidates for coaching jobs. Only 22% said they thought the Rooney rule was a good rule. Only 5% of Democrats and Democratic-leaning independents uh, took that view among the people polled. Uh, and then, I, I don't know, I have half a sentence there. I guess I'll skip that. I'm not sure, I'm not like sure why it's there. Cut it off. <laughs> All right. No, I, I don't know what happened Thank there. you, John. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. And I'd like to tell you, all of you GLers about our friends at Everest Men's Health. Let me ask you a couple of questions, GLers. Are you noticing a few things? Maybe a lack of energy, a uh, decrease in strength, or maybe just a decrease in libido? Listen, here's the deal. If you're tired of feeling exhausted, or if you've just lost a little bit of motivation, when your health suffers, oftentimes other areas of your life are going to suffer as well. But with my friends at Everest Men's Health, that all can change. From signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every single area that's important to a man's health. And that allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success, Joe. Yeah, good. Okay. Don't, don't, I, I'm saying before you take a break, I have to say something. Well, you, you pointed at yourself as if you had something urgent no, you I don't, wanted to no, apply no, at no. Everest. How, how can, you've been in the business this long, you're so clumsy. With the <laughs> I'm sorry, Dr. Davis. You're so clumsy. <laughs> Hey, it doesn't matter where you fall in the spectrum of men's health. The time is now to come to Everest and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. Their specialists look at the entire picture and they figure out what's causing the changes, starting with an entire medical evaluation to check all of your levels, vitamin levels, blood levels, and body composition. And then once they identify the deficiencies, they will create a personalized lifestyle program. Joe, it's just that easy. They also provide a comfortable environment that's not intimidating like any of the other clinics. So go to EverestMensHealth.com. That's EverestMensHealth.com and schedule your $50 testosterone test, Joe. I just want, John was talking about the NFL, and I I was reminded I got an email from a guy, and I I, I probably should save it till tomorrow, but he had a great idea. Get rid of the Pro Bowl in in the NFL. I love this idea. It's meaningless. And instead, that week, you play a game between the uh, last place and the second to last place team because the winner would be vying for the first round draft pick. Okay. This year, it would have been Detroit and Jacksonville. Wouldn't that be a fun deal? I would rather watch the uh, Pro Bowl. And you're playing for something. Yes. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Can people listen to this podcast live, Chris? That's EverestMensHealth.com to schedule your $50 testosterone test. I have a question. Somebody just tweeted a picture of those two girls from the movie Fargo. It's because you tweeted it, sir. But I tweeted it at 5 a.m. Yeah, they probably just saw it now. Coincidence. Coincidence. All right. Everest Men's Health. Let's take a break, huh? Joe, break. Are we we still on? Uh Uh-huh. The 31st Annual 2022 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show returns to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, February 18th through Sunday, Feb 20. Grab your foursome. Get ready for your first round of 2022. See all the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show has to offer, including great deals on drivers, irons, putters, and accessories. Nab great deals on the best golf apparel around. This is where I get my golf gloves every year. Take advantage of special offers from your favorite courses and destination golf resort vacations while you're there. Plus, take lessons from 
from the pros and be ready to own your golf game in 2022. And as an added bonus, yes, Garage Logic will broadcast live from 11:30 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Friday, Feb 18. Tickets are now on sale for just $12. Compliments of TwinCitiesGolf.com. Each ticket purchase includes 10 free greens free passes and three bonus passes if you purchase online. Find all show details at MinnesotaGolfShow.com. Presented by Choice Bank, your select Minnesota Buick, GMC dealers, Nelson Marine, and Second Swing. Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. A word of warning here, uh, GLers, before I get started talking about ProTurf. If you find yourself, um, your life, your day-to-day life, if it's anything like Chris Reavers, <laughs> take the next 60 seconds off. Uh, just just ignore everything I'm about to say about these wonderful <laughs> jobs at ProTurf. However, if you know somebody, like, say, Chris Reavers, his brothers, you should definitely yes. l- listen up and talk to those guys. Uh, because ProTurf, ProfessionalTurf.com, they're hiring for this summer. And, and they need guys that have been in the green uh, industry. All, all that means is... Have you worked yards before? Do you know what's going on? A little of experience. It could be anything. Turf applicators, uh, golf course work, landscapers. Um, certainly, if you have a degree in horticulture or related fields, you're the kind of person. Uh, do you grow up on the farm, or can you run a bunch of machinery? Are you self-sufficient, confident in your ability to learn and execute the job? you like working outdoors? Do you like being left alone, yes. working on your own? Do you like flexible hours? Do you like benefits and bonuses? You're going to love ProTurf, 401K, paid vacation, paid holidays, full benefits. It's a year-around gig. You're not going to get laid off in the fall. That's who they're looking for. You can push around some snow in the winter. So if you meet all those quali- uh, qualifications or if you even know somebody, Please get in touch with ProfessionalTurf.com today. 12-month jobs. Uh, 70% of their team have been with them for 10 years or longer. Oh, you know what I did forget to mention? Hiring bonus. If you qualify, 1000 to 1500 bucks. Here's the deal. ProfessionalTurf.com, Indeed.com, or The Office. 952-469-8680. But now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho. Pel- <laughs> <laughs> The soup police. The soup police. <laughs> no soup for you. No. <laughs> Good day, Mayor. On a past and more recent podcast, the ruling of hockey sticks is garage wood came up. You have ruled in favor, and I agree. In fact, of all the honeydew domestic projects that my limited handiness has accomplished, my wife would rank the repair of our washroom countertop at the very top. Over the years, in one corner... It has started to sag and separate from the backsplash. The gap was no longer repairable via additional caulking. I pulled the dryer out to expose the underside, went to the garage to see what I could use to prop the counter back up to the backsplash height, and there in the southwest corner of my garage was an old coho hockey stick that hadn't seen the ice for about a decade. It was the perfect wood for the job. I cut it to size, sacrificing the blade, applied a fresh bead of caulking, punctured the seal, of course, Joe, not the way you'd do it, and, uh, and voila, the counter was level and as good as new. Question for you, now that it is no longer in my garage and has found its final purpose was the hockey stick ever really garage wood does garage wood have to remain in the garage until christ's return to be considered garage wood thank you and good luck no it, it it's no longer garage wood because it served a purpose for you and uh it's out of service it's out of it's and out of commission if you're a true gler the blade that you cut off 
That's going to stick around for another 10, 20 years. That'd be years, a way to use that, huh? Maybe a wedge <laughs> to hold up a, a table or a bench. It's almost a natural a scraper. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll find a use for it eventually. Only because they come to us all the way. Where? From Marlith Park in uh, Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day. Feb 10. In 1763, in the treaty ending the French and Indian War, France transfers to Britain the territory that would become Minnesota. Huh. And on this day, in 1806, Lieutenant Zebulon M. Pike, exploring the upper Mississippi Territory included in the recent Louisiana Purchase, arrived at the Northwest Company post on Leech Lake. Incensed that the British Union Jack still flies there, he orders it shot down and replaced with the Stars and Stripes. Pike was something of an ingrate, however, as he enjoyed the hospitality of the post both before and after the yeah. incident. Yeah. British fur posts <laughs> remain in the region until the end of the war in 1812. And finally, on this day, February 10, in, 18, in 1971, about oh. 250 demonstrators in Minneapolis protesting the war in Vietnam with a march from the University of Minnesota campus to the federal building on Washington Avenue, where they threw a few snowballs and then dispersed to distribute lif- uh, leaflets and get into raps with people about the war. <laughs> Did they burn they, down a police rap. precinct? No, uh, pr- rap with you? that's very apt to point this out, isn't it? That was a really different form of protest. Did they burn down a couple of No buildings shops? were burned down. No no hmm. one died. Liquor no stores? One, nope, nothing nothing was destroyed. Hmm. They had to rap, man. I'm going to rap with you yeah. about the war. So that was Actual peaceful protest. That's right. Absolutely was. Hey, by the way, speaking of this day, how about this email from Craig? You guys ready for this? Yeah. Joe, in in your podcast, I have heard the analogies of time passing. You know, it's talking about you are as far from Mm -hmm. that you mentioned a while Mm -hmm. ago. This one I found eye-opening. I'm around your age. The children that are born today and beyond are as far from World War II as you and I were from the Civil War when we were born. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow, that's amazing. John, did you follow that? I, I am, but I'm, uh, it's it's not true in my case. Say the St. Thomas men's Joe. basketball team. <laughs> Joe, I'm it's trying to remember Al Stewart lyrics over here. The St. Thomas passages. Trying to do something. Okay, Joe's trying to do a show. The St. Thomas men's basketball team is taking on the Bison from North Dakota State in a Summit League matchup this Saturday. The Tommies are playing some pretty decent basketball, and if you like team basketball, ball movement, three-pointers, and drive to the hoop, go to TommySports.com to buy your tickets for Saturday night's game versus NDSU. Fantastic. Thank you, GLers. That was wrong, Chris. The math on that's wrong. I just like the email. (laughs) Craig, take it up with John. I thought your email was great. Bats (laughs) and a ball. Uh, My kid got that in about five seconds, by the way. Did you see I that? looked it up on the internet to figure it out. I still don't get it. <laughs> GLers, could you do us a favor and head on over to the Garage Logic YouTube page and hit that subscribe button for us where we are posting daily content for your enjoyment and see us on all of our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and download the PodMN app where you have the chance to win daily prizes. And this month is the Garage Logic Quarter Zip just by listening to us via the Podman app. We'll catch you tomorrow. Okay, okay Craig. Craig's pretty close. I'll be quiet. Right. <laughs> did you just FYI yourself? I think he did. I did. Wow. I did. <laughs> it's a big day in GL. Finally. <laughs> mm.
It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold and GLers. Now is the time to make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you get Josh. And you're also going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, a company I know you've been a big fan of for a long time. Coke is it. Decades, Chris, have I been a fan of Coca-Cola. Now, I've not been an investor in Coca-Cola for decades, but Coke is definitely it. Coke reported very good earnings this morning, and they beat again. We saw case volume go up. They are concerned, of course, about commodity inflation as they see commodity inflation somewhere around 5% for the balance of this year. But Coke is definitely it. Their stock has continued to move up currently, trading at a 52-week high. Plus, you have that very nice 3% yield. Coke is seeing a lot of, we'll say, case volume coming from restaurants, hotels, theme parks, etc., which symbolizes people going back out and not dining in. Very good trade and good indication of what could be going on in the economy as we move away from the COVID restrictions. And the COVID restrictions had been one of the issues that had been seen by the market as holding back economic growth. Yet at the same time, And here's where you get a little bit of cross current. At the same time, because the economy started to reopen after a government mandated shutdown in 2020 and even part of 2021, demand for product, demand for all kinds of things, cars, houses, refrigerators, TVs, phones, etc. Demand is really outstripped available supply as supply chain cut back significantly in 2020 and even part of 2021. So now you add to that the amount of money that the uh, government has thrown into the economy. So there is tremendous amount of money chasing too few goods. Hence, you get a very high inflation number. I am still of the belief that inflation, particularly commodity inflation, supply chain induced inflation, is still on a transitory basis and should come down significantly as this year progresses. That could put the Federal Reserve in a little bit of a box because if they tighten too much, they'll tip the economy into a recession or back into a recession, which the Fed does not want to do. So you're going to see continued calls over the coming months by all kinds of, we'll say, inflation hawks calling for the Fed to raise interest rates a lot more than three or four times that currently might be indicated by the Fed. This could cause additional market volatility as with interest rates moving up, that has an adverse effect on faster growing companies that have very little in sales and almost nothing in earnings. So that's an area that I'd be a little bit cautious of. On the other hand, I would focus in on companies that do have growing sales, growing earnings. Here is Coca-Cola reporting 
growing sales, growing earnings. We saw that with favorite Apple, saw that with favorite Amazon when they poured it. We saw that even with Google. Disney, by the way, reported, you know, a big beat. And again, we saw some growing sales, growing earnings. Disney's beat came on the backs of increased subscribers for Disney+. Plus. Another very nice beat came from an area that I do like, the casino industry, MGM Mirage beat, and they raised their guidance. Here's another reopening trade, and that definitely can help my favorites, uh, Caesars and Penn, going forward. Do be prepared for some more volatility, particularly with a focus on the Fed and interest rate. To me, I'm still focusing in on my companies. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard them, GLers. Pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute consultation by calling 952-925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time in the chat. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. You got it. Thanks, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.